Hello world, this is the Miles with Marty podcast and I'm your host, Marty G. This is ground zero for running community love and I'll be sharing that love with you by previewing upcoming races, sharing training tips from awesome coaches and interviews with incredible humans doing epic things. This is our first episode and it happens to fall on the weekend of the Western States Endurance Run. What a perfect time to start a running podcast. We've got an amazing show on tap for you today. We've got coach, race director, and badass ultra runner Dawn Lisby on to talk about a couple of her upcoming races and to give a training tip for our coach's corner. I also got the opportunity to interview the people's champ, Lucien Boulet. Most of you know him as Hot Chocolate. If you've ever heard that sound at a race, it was probably Hot Chocolate. And he's one of the most positive dudes I've ever met. He's also a badass ultra runner. Since we're new, I'll take a little time to tell you about me. I'm 56 years old, and I've got 16 marathons, 6 ultras, and a bunch of other distance races under my belt. I got started late in life, but I am surely making up for lost time now. I'm an aspiring 50-stater, a marathon maniac, and since 2020, I am a trail junkie. I love everything about endurance running. The long, lonely runs, the hot, the cold, the speed work. Well, maybe not the speed work, but especially I love that feeling right before the race starts of nervousness. It is so exhilarating. Before we jump into talking to our guest, I'll talk a little bit about Western States. This year's winners were Adam Peterman in the men's division and Ruth Croft in the ladies' division. She also finished second place overall. This was Adam's first 100-miler. He was a recent winner of the Canyons 100K, and that gave him a golden ticket into the state's race. Ruth was a second-place finisher at States last year, which was her first 100-miler. So her second 100-miler effort was a win. Good job to both. In addition to the strong performances of the podium finishers, there were lots of incredible stories from the race this weekend. My favorite part is always the golden hour. The golden hour is must-see TV. If you've never seen that, you are missing out. Go back to YouTube and search that right now and watch the golden hour. I literally ugly cried for the whole hour. Without further ado, I bring to you my interview with the people's champ, Hot Chocolate. Please stick with us and be patient. It takes us a few minutes to get our rhythm going, but you won't be disappointed if you hang around and listen to Hot Chocolate Story. Hey, everybody, it's Marty G, and I got a hot chocolate on the line. <coughs> Welcome to the Miles with Marty podcast. All right, thank you, thank you. I'm honored, I'm honored. You know, I'm ready. You well, know what I'm saying? Talk, talk about my, all my amazing journeys. Cool, cool. I know you got plenty. I'll just uh, I'll just jump right in there and tell you, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I ever uh, was exposed to hot chocolate was Blue Ridge, Georgia, back in uh, October of 2020. That was my first ultra, and that was the day that it was a uh, hurricane going through, so pretty much mm. poured rain the whole day. Oh, awesome, awesome. The, the 50K uh, uh, yep. in Georgia. Okay, awesome, awesome. I didn't know that. Yep, that was an epic experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely amazing, amazing, amazing race. Lots of mountain climbing in that sucker, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially, you know, I'm a Florida boy, and I'm a New Yorker from Brooklyn, New York, and then Florida, Florida boy, so it's all flat, 
plans. So, you know, when you go up in the mountains, it's a, it's a whole new world. But I, I absolutely love trails and nature, you know, absolutely. I feel like I'm running in life, you know, like I feel like the energy of like trees and mountains is like, like, you know, it's living, like running through life or running in life. Ultras is life in, in the day. <laughs> I hear that. That's a good explanation. Well, you kind of you said something about you grew up in Brooklyn. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. Oh, I, I, I grew up in um, East Flatbush. You know, all right. Um, the way I describe, it, I live close to Brownsville, kind of like the Mike Tyson area. You know, like I wasn't too far, like two miles away from where Mike Tyson grew up. So my area was like, uh, you know, a lot of lot of excitement, a lot of lot of craziness, a lot of. Uh, so I call it the concrete jungles. You know, like. Um, you always had to watch your back, you know. I was, I always felt like I was on journeys, uh, watching my back, and you know, you know, trying to trying to find peace, you know, in in in, in the concrete jungle, you know, just so much noise, so much going on, so much, you know, you know, it, it made me who I am. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm Brooklyn, you know, I never forget Brooklyn. But uh, it was a tough, it was tough, it was tough growing up as a kid there. But you know, that that was my life, so I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know it was tough until I moved out of there and realized, like, I was in, you know, like, I was in the jungle. But if you're born in the jungle, you don't know it's the jungle. You figure it's the life. Yeah. <laughs> but once, once you move to Florida, once I moved to Florida, I was like, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of peace out here. <laughs> How old were you when you moved to Florida? I moved out here when I was 17. So, uh, you know, most of my life I've been living in Florida. So, but, you know, I allow, you know, you. When you when you born and raised in somewhere, that's who you are. So when I left when I left uh, Brooklyn, you know, like, like you can take the kid out of Brooklyn, but you can't take Brooklyn out of the kid. So you grow up your 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 ways, your your, your what you believe in. Your, you know, like I, I learned a lot of things from from old school rules, and so it stays with me. So uh, you know, it it helped it helped make me the man I am today. You know, but uh, yeah, you know. What was the question? <laughs> well, you, I asked you when you got to Florida. You said seventeen. So one thing that I've seen on social media, I believe, before it seems like that your uh, family uh, came from the Caribbean somewhere. One of the oh islands. yeah, my family's Haitian. My family's Haitian. Okay. So island, you know, the island. So you know, and plus, you know, where I grew up is like pure island. East Flatbush is like islands from everywhere, from oh, okay. um, Jamaica, from from Haiti, from Antigua, from uh, Turks and Caicos, you know, every, all the all the island people move. So I grew up with a bunch of island people, you know, Dominican Republic, they did. So all my area was island people, people that moved from different areas and from the islands. So, so I got that culture in me, you know. Okay, so that's where the uh, French-sounding name came from. Yes, yes, from my father. I'm named after my father, you know. Okay. So you get to Miami or get to Florida at 17 years old. Are you uh, through with school at that point, or you did you go? No, to no. I, I, the, the, I got to high school, and then one year of high school, and then, uh, then I'm through kind of through with school. Okay. You know, so I never, I never really went to college or nothing. I just, you know, got a got my got a trade. You know, like I, I just did what I love. Truly, I've been cutting hair since I was a kid, but I always had jobs. So. The thing is, I, I, you know, I did, I did what I love, and it never felt like work. So I've been cutting hair since I was like eleven. My uncle's a barber, so I always had clippers. My mom was a beautician, so I always had like 
within me and I used to do it for fun and then you know I have my now I have my shop for 24 years my barber shop for 24 years and uh you know like I did what I love and it never felt like work I hear that well give your shop a shout out here maybe we'll get uh, you some customers uh, shout out to Naps Barbershop in uh, North Miami Beach Florida all right yeah so uh and did, when did you start running you know truly I tried track and um I tried track freshman year for like uh, one semester but then you know, I wasn't really like into track my brother was a you know like he was into track so I kind of followed my my older brother footstep but I never really liked it so that only, I, I tried track for about two three months and I never ran I you know I really I never sit still so I was a, a guy who partied a lot a lot a guy who went out party like dance all night in the clubs but I never drink never smoke never you know, I started drinking a little social when I was about 38, but I never, never smoked anything, never drank, never, you know, but I'd stayed active and, it's, you know, I was always moving around. So I would dance all night. I would dance all night for like 20 years, <laughs> you know, practicing my dancing. And people ask me well, how I got cardio, but I believe it or not, I think it's from partying, dancing <laughs> all night. You know, it sounds funny. You see, I'm a, I'm a party guy, so I'm a lively person. Because I, you know, I'm a, a party person. You know, I'm really a nightlife kind of guy. But I, I, you know, I transferred my nightlife to my daylife. You know, it's, it's, it's the, it's, the transition is, is is crazy, but it's similar. That's why you like those second sunrises so much, huh? Yes, 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 exactly. I hear you. you know, you know, but uh, all right. Uh, I, I've been running since 2010. You know, um, I think I, I grew up, I, I grew up always knowing what, uh, New York Marathon, the New York Marathon always shut down New York period. So I remember every year, like I would, we would want to travel as a kid and then, oh no, we can't, the, 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 the train stopped working. The New York Marathon is going on. The New York Marathon, the New York Marathon is going on. You know, so I remember before I knew what a marathon was, I knew the New York Marathon because it was shut down New York. So you couldn't do certain things. You couldn't, this train wasn't working, this bus wasn't working. So you would have to change your day or your week, whatever, you know, cause it was happening. So, uh, I always wanted to do a marathon deep down. So, uh, you know, one day I was driving home from a club, tired of party and I asked God for change. This is 2010. I remember driving home from a club and I, I got tired of doing the same thing. And, you know, my life changed because I, I asked God for change from the heart. He knew I was ready because I asked him from the heart. And I asked him when everything was good. I had my house. I had, I had my two kids. I was married. I had more money in the bank than ever. So it's not like I was going through it. It's like it's just I, I know that all that didn't fulfill me. I had my successful shop. So I think where people think they made it, they don't ask God or thank God for anything. But I knew that didn't fulfill me. And my life changed, you know? And my life changed like, 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 and I was patient with the process. And I just, I just knew something, you know, beyond me. Because the way I loved running at uh, the age of 38, you know? <laughs> at the age of 38. Maybe I was going to midlife crisis or something. But the way I loved it, the way I was doing it, I knew it was beyond me. So what was your first race? My first race was um, 
Um, 13.1 Fort Lauderdale, 2010. So I just jumped into uh, uh, 13.1. Do you remember your time from that far away? Uh, it was, it was, it wasn't too good. I think I was helping a friend. It wasn't too good. I remember it was been two hours or something. It was, I mean, I, I didn't go for time. I went, but I think it was two hours and 30 minutes or something like that. It was, I mean, for me, it was, you know, I was, I can't say it never too good because I had nothing to work with, but I kind of like was help. I was running with a friend and kind of helping her because she's, you know, she got me, she kind of like told me to do it, encouraged me. So I was kind of like, uh, you know. I was I was erratic with my my pace, but I was after that after that uh, the event I was you know I was you know I went through a lot. My feet went through a lot, you know, like nails falling off, and I didn't know what was going on. But I uh, I realized you know I went to a podiatrist and they told me I need to run in sneakers. And so you know I didn't really know paces. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So you know I just um, you know then I got my first pair of running sneakers and I was so amazed how good it felt, you know? So I felt like I never had wore sneakers until I wore, like, uh, I remember the, what it was, the Brooks um, Pure Cadence 1. Huh. The one, Pure Cadence 1. Right. Amazing. I used to look at, I used to run, I used to look at these shoes like, like, like how is this shoe made for me? Because it molded around my feet. I was so amazed by it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So you got your first half marathon in. And uh, were you instantly hooked, even though you had some foot trouble, or uh, did it take a little while? I mean, I was hooked on running. I was not hooked on, like, uh, I was hooked on events and competitions. So I did a lot of, I did Spartan races. I did a lot of competitive races, Spartan races, Tough Mudders. I was into the obstacle races a lot. So I did 5Ks, a lot of 13.1s. But I used to do them back to back to back to back to back to back to back. So then I put in my head, like I was built to do more because people just asked me, how you just do do that? And I said, I don't know. So my head, I was like a program. I was built to do more because I used to do like marathon, marathon, half marathon, half marathon, marathon and keep training. And like, it, like I was, I recovered quick. So then I kept pushing myself. Then I said, let me do a 50 miler. And people would just tell me, like, you can't just jump in. You have to train. I said, you know, let's see. You know, I gotta feel it to know it. I'm very hard headed. Well, hold on. Before you get into the ultras, we gotta go back to the marathons for a second. Okay. Did you ever make it to New York City Marathon? You know, I, I you know, I've done. I, I, you know, the thing is, I, I tried New York Marathon. I, I, uh, I tried to get it many times, but technically, I ran it. But I haven't ran it. I tell you the truth, I haven't ran it uh, officially. <laughs> but I've ran it. <laughs> you know, pacing somebody. I've ran. But I, I never did it officially. I, you know, I, you know. <laughs> well, do you have a desire to now, or is that something that's oh, kind of, of on the back burner? Of course. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think I have a desire like I used to because I kind of did it, but not officially. But yeah. of course, I would, I would, I would love to do it. But I've done it. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I. I <laughs> So I would love to do I did the Brooklyn half like three times. So I ran through Brooklyn like like yeah. three times. So I did a Brooklyn half. You know, but uh, you know, I of course I, I would love to do America. But I'm on some I tell you the truth. I wanna I'm on something other, some some spiritual some something because I've done many marathons and I I think I, I, I got I've been trying I was trying to get into to to New York Marathon so much I decided like just do it 
<laughs> unofficially because <laughs> I could never get in. I said, okay, you know, y'all want, you know, and I just, you know, I live, you know, my family's in, in New York, so I just, it's yeah. fine. Uh, I tell you what I did. I ran it in 2019, and I did it with a charity because, I, like you, I couldn't get in. But uh, with with the uh, social media presence that you have, you could probably, if you ever decided you wanted to do it, you could jump in on one of those charity teams and probably raise that money in one Facebook post or one Instagram post because you got lots of people in the ultra community that love you and respect you. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank but, you. But yeah, I'm not being a person. You know, when I ran it, I was uh, not. I've never. I had never been to New York City before, but mm. it was by far the most epic marathon that I've ever done. You know, two million spectators on the streets, and to run through all five boroughs uh, while racing. Yeah. I mean, it was an epic, epic road race as far as road races can go. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Ain't no place like New York. Yeah, great food and ambiance. I mean, it was it was just an amazing trip. I'm I'm actually going back this year for my second time around uh, through the same charity. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's definitely that's awesome, man. Congrats. Now, one thing that uh, before right before we jump into ultras, one thing that I just learned from Facebook, uh, some of our mutual, couple of our mutual Facebook friends just did uh, the Great New York hundred mile race. Oh, and I didn't even I'm know that done. thing existed before then. Did you? I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And and and, and I put that. I, I want to do that one. I didn't even know that one. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, that, that one's <laughs> intriguing amazed. to me. And it's kind of a similar format to the Miami uh, race, kind of like you have checkpoints, right? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, the weather's better than this New York. Yeah, you know. So you know, I mean, I definitely, I'm definitely planning to do that one next year. So I'm, I'm, I'm making moves and trying to, you know, register for that one and get in. I hear you. Okay, so going back to ultras, then. So you said you signed up for a 50 miler. So what happened there? Yeah, um, I, I, I just uh, I signed up for Everglades 50 Mile uh, 2015, I think. It's 2015. That was my first ultra. You know, that was my first ultra. Um, and, uh, you know, like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. I just, I just jumped into it and ran it with a friend. And, you know, I got, I got, actually, I got hurt at mile 42, but I snapped out of it. You know, like my body never been to that point like that. So, I snapped out of it and finished the race at, you know, you know, so, you know, I was, I was hurting for about, uh, two months, um, <laughs> but then, you know, then I just did, I just did, uh, two more 50 milers. I did what I did, uh, Daytona 50, and then I did, uh, Keys 50 miler. And then something led me to, to, to Dunes 100. Like I, everything, Everything felt right, you know. I followed my heart. And what year was that for the Dunes? Dunes was uh, 2018. Okay. You know, 2000 when I did my first hundred mile. And where exactly? I know that's in Florida, but where exactly is that? Um, Jupiter, Florida. It's in, it's in a park called Jonathan Dickinson Park. Okay. Jonathan Dickinson Park. And that's the Dunes 100. And yeah. Shout out the race director. Uh, shout out to Andre Chavez and Luke. Ludy, Ludy Chavez. All right. You know, just amazing people. We like, you know, they 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 changed my life. You know, just uh, 
the the just the support they had and the, the you know they they wanted they they, they took care of their runners and then it amazed something amazing happened. Okay, so tell me about the race. Um, is 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 a uh, a friend of mine, Elizabeth Flores. She's a good friend of mine. She uh she guided me. You know, she told me to do this race because we've done so many races together, and you know everything turned out every time. You know, we trained together, and she kind of like you know every like I like like I did my best thirteen point one when she was I did the best five kids. You know, like every time I'm, you know, like what she said, and and I compete with her, and we you know we friends, and she guided me to Dunes one hundred, and uh, and I felt like you know I felt like I'm supposed to like like she was sent to tell me to do this one, so when she told me I you know like encouraged me to do it, I I signed up, and I and I knew something great would happen, and um. And it just it was it was it was the hardest shit I ever did. <laughs> I went through so much in that race. Like I really, part of me died. You know, like I felt like I was like a, like a, like I joke around like the chocolate cheeks rising. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's crazy. Like it broke me down. It it, it, it broke me down. Like it, it, I never did something so hard. You know, um, I struggled. I remember mile 37. I said fuck, I cannot. I can't be feeling this bad with 63 more miles. I can't be feeling this bad. You know, like I got 63 more miles. <laughs> no way. But something uh, I didn't hear a voice in my get to the night. And I remember I was just kept, I just kept repeating myself. I, I, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Like it's a program. I got to keep moving. But I didn't know I was saying it until the end of the race. The, the race director, you know, when I finished the race, he's like, you stuck to the plan. You 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 gotta keep moving. You kept moving, and I looked at him. I said, "How you know that? You know, like I guess maybe every time I came around of the, the the every time I I came around like the twenty five mile loops, I was like, I gotta keep moving. Like people tell me, no, I gotta keep moving. Like they get, you gotta, no, I gotta keep moving. You know, like <laughs> so. He, I said, "How you know that?" He said, "You kept saying this." I said, "What? <laughs> like a program?" So the race was uh, four twenty five mile loops. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of surface is it? A trail? Trail, trail. So it's like running in life. So trail, sand dunes. It was like sand hills, like dunes of hell, dunes of heaven. It was like all type of different trails, and it was beautiful. Beautiful. It was like running, running in life. So was you that know, your beautiful. first time to run at night? Huh? Was that your first time to run like out yes. in the jungle at night? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a different yeah. experience, huh? Oh, it was it was amazing. It was a full moon that night. The night got crisp, like cold. It was it was it was beautiful. It was, it was a lot of confusion, a lot of delusion, a lot of a lot of you know, like you know, just just try to stay on on path. Just uh, you know, it was it was it was amazing. Yeah, that's you cool. Know? So how did and the my crew help me? My crew, Naomi. You know, shout out to her. She helped me out, and uh, shout out to to Jeff Mayer. He paced me. You know, during the night, you know, so a lot, a lot of people kind of, you know, ran around with me a little bit, you know, through the night, guide me through the night. So that, that's a big part of, it. you know, Jeff and Naomi, they ran like 13.1, like 13 miles and Jeff ran 13 miles with me through the night. So that, that definitely helped me stay focused. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. So what was the end result? What was your, how'd you finish? Oh, uh, I finished first place male. First place male. Hey. hey. Third overall, yeah, I didn't even know because there was people ahead of me, but they didn't make it. Kind of. So when I finished, I was just, I was just shocked. 
Dang, win your first hundred miler. That's pretty epic there. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was epic. It was epic. It was, it was epic. I, I really felt, I really felt it that night. Like when I, I, when I went to sleep, I went home and I slept three in the morning. I, you know, my my insides were crying. Like I remember waking up and and my pillows was wet. Like you know, from from tears. Like it's not like I was like it's just my my soul was crying. Wow. Like you know, I went through so much that like something hit you. Like the journey was, the journey was like took all of me. Like you know, but something hit you like, like the gift. It was the gift. It was like a you know like yeah. like like God like God prepared me for a gift. So the feeling is of accomplishment is like no other. Like that's the best. I can never get that feeling again. So so you see me jump into a lot of races, a lot of. And, you know, they said, what you chasing? What are you running from? You know, people ask me the same thing. And I said, I'm not running from nothing. I'm running towards something. And that feeling I got from the dunes is a gift. And I could never get that. But I could get something else. And then a lot of times I want you to get the gift. Like, if you don't get it, so, I, you know, I try to help people out. Because when I see them suffering and in the struggles, and I say, you're so close to something special you don't know. So I say, you got to fight. Because the gift is greater than the struggle, great, greater than the the, the, the the pain. So whatever I face, the glory is greater, way greater. So I fight for something special, you know? Amen. Yeah, amen. That's, Thank that's you. good Thank stuff. You. That's what this uh, the ultra running community is all about. Not, not many places that people actually want to, when they're out there competing, but they want to share that gift uh, with each other and help each other get to that place where they experience it. And that's just awesome to me. Yes, 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 definitely. Definitely an awesome word because, you know, the, the, the point, the thing now, it's like, you know, I, I, I didn't just become a better runner. I became a better person because of the ultra. Better, just a more compassionate, more, you know, my sense, like, you know, I be, I'm becoming a better person through the suffering. Yeah. The gift is in the suffering. So I, I go out here and I fight. I suffer. I struggle, but I fight. So I keep doing it. So it's like, it's like, it's like getting broken down and rebuilt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. You know, so I, you know, I, 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 I kind of tell people challenge themselves. Whatever it don't have to be ultra. Whatever, whatever your heart, you know, follow your heart. Whatever it is, just, just keep pushing envelopes. All right, get out of that comfort zone. Get out of that comfort zone. You know, get out of the comfort zone. You know, okay. be, you know, live life a little uncomfortable. You know. So, uh, 2018, you finished the Dunes 100, first place male. So, what happens next? Uh, what happened next? I'm looking for my next, my next, uh, hundred miler. And then my, my next journey is, is, is kind of like somebody else's journey. And, um, shout out to, shout out to Phil Patterson. You know, I remember looking for my, you know, you know, when I did my first hundred, South Florida is on fire because, you know, I, I promoted it. Hot Chocolate doing his first hundred. So everybody's watching. So. You know, everybody's everybody's like, wow, and wow. You know, like, you know, if I didn't get respect from anything, that was it. That was like, that was it. Can he do it? And everything that came out of it kind of inspired a lot of people, kind of like, you know, people that said congratulations, you know, coaches. And, and that, that kind of like <laughs> made, made, you know, made people look. So uh, 
my friend Phil Patterson was doing his first hundred. And I remember him saying it why his why and his reasons why he was doing it and how he's doing. And you know, it was his it was great. It was a it was it was it was it was big. The reasons. So everything gravitated me to uh to Wildcat one hundred in Pensacola, Florida, two thousand eighteen. You know? And um the funny thing is I felt like I was there to watch him. <laughs> it's like like I went there for him. You know, later on, I can say, at the time, I didn't know. But I was watching, I felt like I was watching over my little brother, Phil Patterson. And I tell him that, too. And he went through a lot. You know, he didn't know what it was, but I knew what it was. So when he went through his struggles, and I, you know, like, and he, he fought and he made it. And then, you know, we, we hugged, we talked. And I told him, you know, that feeling you felt like if I was, when you was going through your thing, and you felt like I was still out there. And if that made you move, that was God's work. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. you're still out there. That was God's work to let you know you have to finish this. Your reasons and your why was was huge. And it touched my heart. Because, you know, um, if you talk to him, like, I don't like to tell people business. But the reason he was doing it, you know, I'm sure you don't mind. You know, he, his, his son died. His, you know, his son died. You know, like, his first son died, um, was stillborn. So the reason why he was doing it because it's a stillborn child, you know. So it's just, it's, you know, and he didn't know what it was, but I knew. <laughs> so it touched my heart. And I never wanted to make, make it, I don't want it to make it about me. So I really don't tell this story too much. So it's like, it's the craziest thing. So I follow my heart. Yeah. So, so, uh, so did you crew him in the race? Did you crew him in the race or did you run it with I didn't, him? I didn't crew him. He had a crew. He had a crew. So I knew the crew from so I, I didn't crew him. I just was there. He was I just was there. I was running support. the race for me. I, was, I wanted my, my... The thing is, you know, um, Pensacola, Florida is about nine hours from where I live. You know, I didn't... I just signed up because he signed up. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't even know that was so far, like nine and a half hours. <laughs> if I knew, I probably knew it. I was like, oh, but, but the end, got, the end result him. was you was there for... The end result was you was there for him. And the end support. result is that, uh, you know, I felt like I was there for him. So, and, you know, one day you maybe you, you get him on your, your show and then, and you talk to him, how did it, you know, yeah. you know, but he, he, he's done the many hundreds after that. And, you know, we, you know, he's, I call him my little brother, you know what I'm saying? So we joke around a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Good dude. Good dude. So you do the, so what time of year do they do the wildcat? Wildcat, they do it uh, September, the beginning of September, September 1st. Okay. So shout, early... shout out to the race director, uh, Aaron Thompson. All right. Good, good, good guy. Good guy. That's why I go back all the time because he's a great guy. Right. Well, I'm learning a lot. I'll have to get him on the show to talk about yeah. his upcoming hundo then before September. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, He's a great guy. So you did the Wildcat in early fall of that year. Did you do any more races in 2018? I did uh, Miami, Miami 100. That's when I first met my my good friend Louis Coco. We're good friends because of the race. So Louis Coco, the Running Ninja. So I've done all his race events since then. You know, yeah. so he's my third 100 miler. I struggled through that shit. I suffered. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one. That's the one that has the checkpoints, right? So yes, yes, yes. 
So, yeah, I, I definitely have that on my bucket list uh, to do my tour of Miami because I've never been to Miami. So I want that to be my tour. That's the, that's the greatest tour of Miami. And I live in Miami, and I'm amazed how beautiful it is. Running through it is a whole different experience. And he's not only a race director, he's a badass ultra runner too, right? He's a badass ultra runner. And, you know, he's, he's new. He's a, he's a, he's a, uh, 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 what you, a karate instructor. Ninja. Ninja, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a badass. He's a badass. Good guy. So we became good friends. And he's, he's you know, he throws, he throws epic events. So, you know, shout outs to him. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yes. So, so what time are you? What, what month is uh, that race fall in? That that falls in September. September. Oh, okay. September. So you uh, did two hundos in a month in your first yeah. year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's it killer. Let's 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 do it. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see. You know, I'm not. Let's go. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm down for a challenge. Can I pull it off? Everything is like. I'm, I'm not afraid to fail. That's why. I, that's why I win. I'm not afraid. And what you call failing, I, I learn. So I'm not afraid to not make it. But I'm a fight. So if I don't make it, some something happened. Yeah. They pulled me off the course. Believe me, something happened. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't make it. But you know, it's like you fight. You fight. It's okay if you live for another day, but you fight. Yeah. So by this time, you've definitely graduated from the Brooks Pure Cadence. Or, or do you have any toenails at all in September? Oh, the, the old oh, sneakers? What, what, what kind of sneakers? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, did you have any toenails left in, uh, after oh, three? Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, I had blisters. I have all the time. You know, you know I, I got better. You know, the, the shoes got better. That, you, know, you know, food products come on. So, you know, you know my, my toenails, and my, my feet got kind of used to certain things. So it didn't, it didn't get beat up like, you know, it's like it was familiar to the the running now so you know you lose a nail here you, you you know get a blister there yeah so, so yeah. did you switch to a different trail shoe when you started doing those trail uh, races um i got into ultras matter of fact i got into ultras i got you know like i wore i wore ultra uh, ultra at um at uh my first um 50 my miles first, uh 100 mile okay. i wore um the, the paradigms the ultra paradigms okay so I was one of those, you know, paradigm tool. That was a good shoot. So then we're into uh, we finished. Is, are there any, were there any more races in 2018 after Miami? Uh, was there? Any, I mean, I had a lot of uh, you know in between. I not ultras, but a lot. Of, you know, like uh, what, what else was next? Oh, I did. Um, matter of fact, I jumped into. To, I think I did that. Yeah, I did. Um, Daytona 100. Oh, okay. But I got it. Yeah, that year I did Daytona 100. Was and that's in December. Year? Yeah, they turned one, but I didn't. I didn't finish the hundred. I, yeah, I think I got it to like like sixty something miles. They put me on course at some seventy miles. Some I don't know, seventy miles. I think I got it. You know, I need cutoffs and so on. And I went back and I, 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 I accomplished it. I think that year too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we jump into uh, twenty nineteen, and uh, any epic races that you remember from that year you want to talk uh, about? Long haul. Long haul. Shout out right. to Andy Crone. All right. You know, great, great guy, great race director, you know, Andy Crone. So long haul 100, epic, epic, uh, it, definitely great energy, you know, 10 mile loops, but the way the loops are designed is, 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 is you get to interact with a lot of people, you know, spectators, you know, people, crews and 
and uh, participant runners and staff. So it's definitely a long haul 100 you uh, everybody must do. Yeah, some people don't like those loops, but I love them because I like the energy that comes from being able to interact with all the people. Yeah, but his loops, that loop is different. You know, I've been to loop races, but his loops is different because you, you it kind of interacts. It's like in-and-out loops. So you run down, you might really have a three-mile in-and-out. Then you go back and you come back out, and then you have, like, like it's like, like arms. So it's like a 10-mile loop arm, but you always interact and, so it's back and forth. So you see, it's just that one is different than just a round loop or square loop or just you go in and out a lot. Yeah. So you people, there's a lot of people camping. So you see, you people see you a lot, and you see all the elite runners a lot. You see the the people that's that, that that's fighting at the end. You see people in the middle. You see everybody a lot. You know, like in and out. So it's it that one is a different type of loop. Yeah. And I love that. I like to be able to see the people and 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 take advantage of that energy. Yeah, and you get to know people very well. Everybody, everybody gets to see you. Everybody gets to talk to you. So long haul is like a social, epic gathering. It just just it just it's just awesome. The energy is 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 probably one of the, probably one of the best loops they have out there. Yeah, you know. And that's also a Western States qualifier, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. So speaking of that, are you interested in Western States at all? You know, I never really knew what it was until I, like, that sort of year ago. And I am interested, of course, of course. But I never really, like, uh, you know, I want to do it. You know, I definitely want to do Western States. But I I guess I never was really gravitated to it. So, yeah. But I'm definitely going to sign up for it. But I'm, I'm not... You know, I don't think, you know, like I'm not, you know, I'll do it. Just, you know, have it on my resume, but I don't think I'm gravitated to it, but I will register for it. Yeah. Well, you're one of the, you know, I know a lot of Florida runners and they're, you know, we have a few that don't like the mountains and all, but you're one of the ones that I know that you're not scared of no mountains, are you? No, no, I, 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 I love, I love, I love, I love nature. You know, I'm a, I'm a kid that, I was a kid that always like watched people hiking. Like, I used to have a channel, I remember being like 19 years old. I used to always have, I had like three channels. And I was, at certain times, it was, I used to watch people hiking. I used to be so amazed by it. So, you know, it's like you're doing childhood dreams. So I, I, I'm amazed by the mountains and hiking and the challenges. And, you know, I love nature. I love, I love that. Different terrains, you know. Epic views. I love it. I love it. I actually really love trails and mountains more than streets and all that. You know, I just I'm I'm just not around it. Like, I wish I had more of that. Right. I hear you. So, uh, and you must really like the long haul because you've definitely repeated that race a couple times, right? Yeah. This is this is gonna be my fifth time. My fifth time. Like, uh, 2023 is gonna be my fifth time doing it. Wow. You know. So you know, and same thing. I'm 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 very I, I'm, I support good people. You know, like, you know, even even um, Wildcat. I think Wildcat is going to be my fourth or fifth time. My fourth time doing Wildcat or fifth time coming up. You know, because they said so good to me and then, then the Lewis Coco and then even like Dawn, you know, like I'm, I'm gravitated, good energy, good people. You know, like I support good people and good energy. And then I'm surrounded by, you know, like I meet good people, you know, because I met, to, to Dawn, 
I met uh, Jeff, who throws uh, Blue Ridge, and then I did the 200, you know, like, and we were, so they all good, you know, the energy is great, and I met you, and you, you know, you've always been positive, always, you know, you know, give you uplifting words, and I appreciate that. Cool. Well, thank you. So, um, we've talked about a lot of races. Uh, are there any other special ones that, so we got into, what, 2019? Are there any other special ones that you've done? I know of a couple that I remember you talking about, but I want to hear you say it if they oh. are special to you. Um, special, special ones is, is, is uh, the 200, the 200 I just did, you know, I, that was a journey across for the 200, me and, um, me and Richard, me and Richard did a, you know, two guys who, who, who believed and, um, you know, and, and try, you know, attempted, you know, and, and finished 200 miles across Florida. We worked, we worked as a team and we believed and, and we achieved, yeah. you know, and this was basically self-supported, right? Cause it was a virtual race. Yeah. Self-supported, self-supported the minimal, uh, minimal help. So, you know, we was, we was, we, we took us, uh, 89 hours and, you know, it's just across Florida that the, just the risk factor was part of the journey. Like, you know, and you have to take them journeys. If you want to be, if truly, if you want to be great and if you believe that you will be, if, you know, like I have faith and I, I believe. And I, I, you know, I was worried to go across Florida. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, like, uh, you know, the Confederate flags, hunt season, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's bears and, right. and, you know, all type of, you know, you, you, nobody's supporting, nothing's blocked off. You're going to be run on private property. You know, you have to believe. So, I, 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 you know, I, I sat down one day and, you know, when, when Richard, you know, I always, I, I kept asking Jeff, if you going to do the race? And he said, he can't, he can't pull permits. So then, you know, Richard called me like, you know, he's trying to do it. I said, bro, I said, bro, let's do it. You know, like, you know, I've been trying to do it. So he called the right one. So then I sat down and I just like, you know, I said to myself, you know, if you, if you believe and you have faith, like you always said, nothing's going to happen. You want to be good. You know, I just felt like, you know, like a message from God, you're going to be good. <laughs> you know, like, I said, I believe and I have faith in, in me, the process, and I believe that angels are watching over me all the time. So let's see. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, it was one of the journeys where people were like, what? You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did what? Well, that's... You know, everybody's engaged. Well, that's some good advice because you know uh, when you get into the 100k plus or 100 milers you end up going through some jungles in the middle of the night and you gotta have some faith or some courage or something to get you through those scary points because there are some critters out there that don't like us but uh, you know if you're out there doing your thing and have the faith uh, then then you can get, you can power through it yes Exactly. Believe, believe that you're gonna be good. You know, have faith. Be smart. You know, you know. Believe. Sometimes, you know, you gotta keep trying. Some some days ain't gonna be your day. You go back and you don't give up. You go back. Okay, it's not my day. You go back. You know, you regroup, get your stuff together, go back, go conquer something else. I, you know, I have some DNF, some some races. I I just go. I just jump in another one, and I don't let nothing bring me down. I just okay. Now it's time to redemption miles. And, you just yeah. keep doing it. Keep going. Keep trying. 
So, uh, talking about scary stuff, do you have any uh, stories or experiences of times where you've run into something out on the trails that scared the crap out of you? Oh, uh, I think when we did the two hundred miler, it is a part where where you saw like like uh, in the middle of the night, you saw like a trail of like like a uh, bear shit. So you know, and then you see you look in the you look in the, the woods, and you kind of like, you look in the, and you see eyes like glowing eyes, but we have the light. <laughs> So you're like, what the fuck is? This? You know, you look like, look, you like people like they watching, they watching. But I, I'm always like this because I'm I'm from the streets. So a lot of times I, I say, you know, usually, you know, they more scared of you than you scared of them because they they so used to not seeing anybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they're like, what are they what are they doing out here? As long as you don't bump into them or bump into like animal, or bump, you know, they not gonna they not gonna mess with you. You know, unless you like bump into their kids, you know they, they they you know like they's more scared of you. They's more scared of you because you want then you scared of them. Yeah, that's right. So so you kind of keep that in your head, but that you know that's the only time I was kind of shook. Yeah. So uh, I know just from your social media, a couple other races. I know you've done the Keys a, a couple times and yeah. Antelope Canyon, right? Oh yeah, Angelo Canyon must have been my most uh, most scenic most scenic race I ever done. I mean, Angelo Canyon just just blew me away like like at least ten fifteen times. Every scene would see every time I turned the corner, the the the, the, the picture changed, the scene changed. Yeah. It was just the most amazing journey, like like visually, just just uh, breathtaking. Like like running in the moon, running in all the like all the movies I've seen about you know like vehicles on the moon and people on the moon. I just felt like I was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. So did yeah. you do the hundred at Antelope? I did the hundred at Antelope, and I I, I had to I had to tap out at uh, 63, 63 okay. miles. I, it was like it was like a lot of things were wrong, and I had I literally I said nah, I can't go on because I'm gonna die out here. Felt like I was gonna. If I kept going, I was gonna die. I was gonna have a either uh what is it uh when you freezing uh what's the word hypothermia oh, hypothermia Ooh. so it got hypothermia. Cold. I felt my body just trembling like because you know a lot of things I forgot. I messed up on a lot. I got caught up in the whole scenery and the whole. So I I was when my body was trembling. Uh, my lights went out, so I was running to dark. Like those cliffs, like I could easily pull over the cliffs. And every time I try to run, I would warm up. But, it, but the roots, it was trails, it was like technical trails. So every time I would run fast, I would fall. So it was like the hole and the, the cliff is right there and I couldn't see. And my body's going through hypothermia. Like the, the, then my watch went through something. Then they, like, a lot of things was going wrong. I was like, I had to tap out like I got, <laughs> yeah. get, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't tap out many reasons, but I was like, yo, I got to live for another day because I'm going to die out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you did uh, Havelina out west too, right? Havelina was a good one. I fell asleep. I got to mile 80. Havelina, like the mountain races I've done, but it, it hasn't been that great to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a city boy. The mountain races, <laughs> I fell asleep somewhere at one of the aid stations, and they wrapped me up in a blanket, and I, I must have slept for an hour or two. I don't even know. And I was like, hey, I said, I got up at one of the aid stations like mile six. I was like, "Dude, hey, all right." And they said, "Oh, we thought your race was over." I said, "No, I'm in a race. I have to be cold." Like, I don't get it. 
and I took off, and I just didn't make time. So, yeah. so you know, that was a great race. That was a party. Javelina was a party. It was yeah. definitely an amazing party. You know, that that was a uh, before um, COVID, a year before COVID. Yeah, cool. So, uh, your most recent race would have been the Keys. Is that right? Yeah, my race most recent race was the Keys. So what? Uh, so so let's hear about that. You had some foot problems there, didn't you? Oh man, the Keys was like you know that thing is uh everything was good. You know I was going so well, doing so well, all the way to fifty miles. I was doing so well. Is that I think uh I just uh, you know I didn't get enough calories in me, and then the thing is I, I think I put too much ice on me during the not too much ice, just that the water was running all the way down to my foot. So I think I put too, you know, too much. I think it was wet for too long. I think around mile sixty, everything, everything, uh, everything uh, got to me. So you know, going up the seven mile bridge, you know, you can't, you can't be crude. You can't, you know. So you got to come off the seven mile bridge. And I think my calories, my low calories, got exposed. So then I started having dizziness, and then. And then later on, my foot started like you know you feel like something going on with my foot. But I you know my last forty miles was like a struggle. But I kept pushing forward, you know like, and you know, you know that's the way it goes. You know you think you find a formula because a year before that I had no problem at the keys, no problem. So I think I thought I found the formula, and then the formula changes. Yeah, yeah. You live and learn from those experiences, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, and I learn more from the the ones I fight, struggle more. I get more out of it than the ones I, I finish with no problems. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you were speaking of Dawn earlier. You know, she's my coach. And oh. one of the uh, tips that she gave me early on was with those uh, ice bandanas was to put the ice in a Ziploc baggie inside mm. the bandana. That way it won't drip the water down your legs and down into your shoe. And so that's a that's definitely yeah, been a value. Huge, 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 really a, a, a huge advice. Trust me. And that's the thing. I, I, I'm getting. I'm, I, I, for my next one, I have like ice tubes and so, you know, <laughs> I, I, huge advice because that, that you know all that water chafe you chafe your chafe areas and all that water damages your foot. All that moisture. So I'm trying to find like a different type of zip locks and. You yeah. know, so you know, I'm I'm working on all that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you That's learn, right. you live, you learn, you get better for That's the next right. journey. And it don't always. It's not a, one thing I learned out west is that water. Because somebody t- advised me out there. I did the Black Canyon race back in February. And somebody mm. told me, you should let the water drain down your legs in that area because it's so dry there that it evaporates before it even makes it to your shoe. But going down your back, it cools you off. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's great advice. And you're right because out, out, out west and out, all is that, that dry heat, that sauna. So you, you have to stay wet. But that down, like in Florida, is that moist heat. Yeah. So you don't have to. You, you No, that's, that, that's great advice for me. And for the future, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's because I've been I've been in that dry heat and I and I blistered up because uh because I felt like I was rotisserie. You know the heat. <laughs> you know I was rotisserie out there. Over here it's like you you getting like cooked and steam cooked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Over there it's like a rotisserie. Like my, my skin felt like plastic. Like I, <laughs> like I actually looked like 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 a like a a wooden doll. Like it looked like like I was, 
like, I don't know, it looked like I looked weird, like yeah. rotisseries. Like my skin <laughs> looked like rotisserie chicken. Yeah, I hear that. So, uh, what's next for hot chocolate? Next is um, I, I'm going to crew. I'm going to Bad Water to crew. Uh, crew Karen Lebinsky. Like you know, uh, I think that's how you say her last name. I'm, I'm not good with last name, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to crew her for Bad Water 135, and then two days after that, I go to uh, Octopus 100. So I'm doing 100 miles in the Vero Beach. You know that 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 was rough. That's a that was last year. That was such a rough one. But uh, I'm going back for you know to do better. So I'm excited to challenge you know the challenges, and then you know I got other stuff, and I got you know probably, then I got yeah I got um, Dawn's um, River to Sea coming up, and then I got you know probably the Wildcat 100, and then Miami um, 50k because I can't because I'm it's too close to uh, uh, Moab 240, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a 50k. And two weeks after that, uh, Moab 240. That's gonna be my biggest, amazing journey yet. It's like the goal race for the year, huh? Oh, that's the that that's gonna be the the it yeah, like you said, the goal race for the year. Uh, yeah, exactly for the for life. And I know it's gonna be just uh, the one I always wanted to do, like like yeah. epic, 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 epic scenic journey to so you, you know to god's creation yeah yeah so have you already put together a plan of what you're going to do you got crew members lined up and uh, yeah, i and have i have a uh, uh you know i sign up i go in with no plan i go in with god's plan when i sign up for races i have no nothing set up i just go and everything's going to work out you know god places people in my life that that's supposed to be in my life when it when it happens it's going to happen you know somehow it's going to happen and the way it happens is supposed to happen, you know, no matter how it happens. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I just, I signed up, I got in, and I put put it out there, and then I got, you know, people that saw me, and you know, people that I met once, and or and they they reach out to me like, you know, like they want to support me. So you know, I got I got people, you know, that that that's already going to help me, you know, from different places. Like I, I barely know them, and they they. You know, I met them at one race, and then they, they like you know they got my back. They want to experience the journey with me. Great. So I'm blessed. I'm blessed that you know, you know that they want to help me and they experience. So um, I'm, I'm I got a crew. So it's, you know, so um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an amazing journey. I hear that. Well, I'm excited for you. Can't wait to hear about the all the epic adventures. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, you know just. Just you know, one race at a time. Yeah. So, have you watched some of those videos, like on YouTube, of the people that do the GoPro or whatever that from the from that race? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been watching Moab, Moab. Oh yeah, I've been I've been studying that. I've been looking at that. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. It's some beautiful, beautiful scenery. Oh, you know, you know it. So I've been looking. At, oh yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be just a journey to get there. It's, it's epic. <laughs> You know, just to settle down, you know, so the whole journey. Yeah. So do you do anything or do you plan on doing anything special to prepare for the climbs in that or in that uh, altitude? You know, it, it's not, you know, the thing is I, I, I'm, a, I'm doing, I'm going to do bridge work and do, but there's nothing you could do. But And there's, there's this hill, there's a, a, a park with little hills, uh, Vista, View, Vista View Park and um, 
in Davie, Florida, got a little hills, but really, real talk is like, you have to, you know, it'd be nice. I might do one big run in, in, in like Georgia, Blue Ridge. I might take that drive, take that, you know, spend a weekend out there doing that one big, big, uh, you know, you know, a big training run, you know, like a 40, 50 mile or something like that to the mountains. I'm going to do a mountain race somewhere or get into something, find a, an event where there's a mountain. Or, you know, I, I, I want to be well prepared. And the only way you can prepare for something like that is to do a mountain race. So I might yeah. do a 50 mile here and there, you know, find something somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm signed up for a 50 mile uh, mountain race up near Dalton, Georgia. It's in mid-September, right around the same time, I guess, as uh, Miami and Wildcat. So that, oh. may, that may be a problem uh, time-wise. But uh, but anyway, it's a lot of climbing in it. I want to say in 50 miles, it's about 8,000 feet of gain. So it would definitely be a good one if, if, you know, if you're not tied up that weekend. Yeah, I'll, yeah, but I'll send you the info. Type, that's the type of stuff I need, so I won't be tied up. That's exactly what I need. You know, like so, I'm gonna look into it. You know, send me the info. If it's if it's, if it's early September, then I'll, I'll actually, you know, that'll work. Yeah. You know, you know, something like that'll work. Like, oh, I'll find something. Like, you know, I don't know. August might be too hot. Up there. I don't know what's going on, and yeah. I don't know if they throw races in certain points. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So you know. All right. Well, we pretty much covered the racing part of it. So uh, just. If any new people or people that are considering taking up ultra running are listening, you got any advice for someone that's thinking about taking up ultra running that may be switching over from roads or, or not running at all that wants to try it out? I would always say, you know, this, this is what I say. You know, sometimes you have to feel it to know it. So anybody who wants to do ultras and you want to do it and you've done marathon, you can do an ultra. If you've done marathons, you, if you've done one marathon, you can do an ultra. So, you got to feel it to know it. It's just a different attack. So, a lot of people say they want to do it, but they got to train for it. A lot of times, you won't train for it. So, go into it. That way, you get to uh, you get experience the ultra community. So, sometimes, you get into something and you, you, you got to realize the community might bring you in. You know, you might embrace the people because it's different from a marathon and different from, from what you know. You know, the support yep. is different. So just, just do it. Just, just say fuck it. Anything you you want to do, fifty miles, fuck it. Go. If you get to thirty miles, you did. You, you it's okay. But you have to feel it to know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You know. So I would tell people just jump into it. If you've done a marathon and you've been running, just, just, just fuck it. Sign up and just do it. Don't uh-huh. wait to be great. Don't wait for nobody. Great. All right. Believe in yourself. And don't depend on nothing. Don't depend on technology. Don't depend on anything. Just believe and have faith in, in a higher power. Believe in you. And basically, you got to want to do it. You got to want it. Not somebody want it for you. And once you start there, you anything is possible. So you have to just believe that you can without anything, you know? Yeah. And uh, everything, you know. Yeah. So right. it's in you. Well, that sounds like a good way to end this thing. Hot chocolate, I sure do appreciate you joining me today, man. Is there anything else you want to say before we close this baby out? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, and I feel like I'm a man with a lot of information because, you know, the gift is in the suffering, and I suffer a lot. And I struggle <laughs> a lot, but I fight. And you know what I'm saying? And that's where the gift lies. And 
And I thank God that I found something, uh, something uh, special and, and a place so so fucking weird, so crazy to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, you know. I, I got to do trail. I, 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 you know, I'm not a runner. I don't have no athletic background. You know, I just uh, and the, the people I meet, like I tell people. My my life is amazing. My journeys are amazing, but most of all, it's people like you, Marty, and that 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 are the most amazing. You know, you understand. Yeah. So the people I meet is 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 amazing. And ultra running, I met the greatest people I've I've ever met. So thank you. All right, it's time for our coach's corner, and we're going to do a two for today. We're going to have a coach that is also a race director come on and preview a couple of upcoming races and give a training tip. Okay, we want to welcome Dawn Lizenby to the Miles with Marty podcast. Welcome, Dawn. Hi, Marty. Nice to uh, talk to you this morning. Great to have you. So Dawn is a coach and a race director, so she's going to cover our coach's corner and race director race reviews. We'll start uh, with the races. So I know you've got uh, River to Sea coming up in August, Dawn. Tell us about that and your other upcoming races. Yeah, River to Sea is a six- or 12-hour trail race. It's run on a beautiful trail in marine land. Uh, This will be its seventh year. And it always promises to be a scorcher. Um, I don't think we've ever had a year that hasn't been hot because it's run on August 6th or the first weekend in August, but this year, August 6th. Um, But it does uh, afford a lot of shade and a beautiful, wide, non-technical trail. It's uh, sandwiched between the intercoastal and the ocean. So you get nice breezes and you're always guaranteed a incredible crowd that's why we call it a trail party so i'm looking forward to that we'll have um our largest uh, group ever there um the permit was extended to 150 runners this year and we're getting close to that but we do have some spots still available cool so what is the uh, official distance of that loop the official distance is a little less than a mile so i think we have it at 0.80 i mean it doesn't change it's the same loop um but it's amazing, as you know, because you've been on that trail. You were out there volunteering last year. Um, each section of that trail is a little different um, from the next. So it, it doesn't get boring. And I, I think part of that, too, is the company that you keep while you're out there. Definitely. And it's mostly shaded. I will say, I, you know, I did the first six hours last year. And even though I think the real field temps got up over 100, it didn't really seem that hot to me. You know, there's like one little section right by the timing mat that may be, you know, 100 yards long that's out in the sun, and the rest is, is shaded. Yeah, it's just covered with gorgeous uh, oak trees and cypress trees and palms. And um, I think also just because it's such a narrow little piece of uh, island there that you get, you do get some breeze coming off the intercoastal and between the ocean. So it, it never really feels that hot. And we keep you cool. You know, we're, we're, we'll have ice and water, and um, volunteers love to spray you down and keep you moving. Right. And it's right across the street from the beach, too, so you can always go for a swim. Yep. And uh, there's showers over there, and, you know, Marineland's a cute little town, so it's just a nice place to visit, too, if you're from out of town. Perfect. So the best place to sign up for that would be on Ultra Sign Up, right? Correct. All my races are on Ultra Sign. Perfect. 
I did the six hour last year there, but I'm looking forward to doing the 12 hour this year. And I've got a big goal to try to make it to 50 miles. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's, uh, that is a big goal. But um, I like the goal, so uh, we'll definitely be encouraging you. And um, as your coach, I'll be, you know, harassing you to make sure you do what you need to to get that 50-mile goal in. Keeping uh, discipline with that heart rate, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, what about uh, the other races that you have? I know you've got another one in the fall. Yeah, so my longest-running race is Jack's, and that's going to be our this year is going to be our 14th year, um, and that's run just down the road, actually, from River to Sea um, at Malacompra Biking Trail in Palm Coast, um, better known as the Hammock area. So, again, Jax actually sits on the um, beach side versus uh, River to Sea, which sits on the um, intercoastal side. So, Jax, you will run on the beach for a little bit of the 50K and then it's just a beautiful, a little more technical trail. There's definitely a mile there that's uh, rocky and has some elevation that I call the roller coaster. It's a lot of fun. And this year we have the uh, Becoming Ultra project coming out from uh, all parts of the United States to be a part of Jack. So it's an exciting year. Yeah, I remember that. So the people that are participating in that uh How's that going? Oh, it's going great. So I'm also one of the coaches with that uh, project, and it's been going on a while. Um, So they're a pretty well-established program that brings runners who want to complete their first ultra, and they hook them up with a coach and a destination race. And, um, you know, they take them through 20 weeks of training to uh, get to that finish line. So I'm excited to be a coach. I'm coaching two of the runners you do have to apply to the program and be selected. Um, and we have three other coaches, two very well-renowned coaches uh, and ultra runners, Hillary Allen and Ellie Greenwood, and then the leader of the project um, and director, Scott. And he, they all coach with Charmin Ultra. So a uh, pretty well-established group. And, um, yeah, they're excited to come to uh, experience Jack's. Yeah, and in Coast Ultra, you know, most of the races that they take their runners to are um, on the West Coast. Right. So is there a way to follow their the progress of the people that are training? Like, is there a social media outlet for the Becoming Ultra or something that they're posting stuff like that on updates? Yeah. So you can, uh, there's a Facebook group that you can request to be a part of. And that's mostly where they post, I would say. And then um, there is an Instagram page two for becoming ultra um there you would have to more follow the athletes via their different um instagram profiles yeah so page is the best because they are required to upload a video and um share their training each week and we do um like i have one coming up today weekly uh bi-weekly coaching calls so that's kind of fun so you can follow the athletes' progress via their posts, but then also these uh, podcasts that are released um, with the coaches. And so, all of these people are doing the 50k at Jax. Yes. So yes. it'll be their first uh, ultra. An ultra, so it'll be their first 50k. will be at Jax. Well, that'll be a good challenge for them. That's a that's a tough one to do for the first time with the, but uh, it'll be exciting to watch that. I, I've got a race like the weekend after that, but I'm going to have to be there just so I can experience that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting 
one of my athletes is from Nevada that I'm coaching for it. And the other is um, from Washington, as in the state of Washington. So just wow. raced in, in Whistler, you know, so she's used to elevation. What's going to get her will be our humidity because, you know, even Jack's end of October right now, you can never count out that it could be hot. Right. Again, helps. Um, and my Nevada runner, he'll be, he'll be well-versed in heat because his temps are already at 110. Yeah, but it, it's a dry heat out there. It's different. It is. It is different. You still have to be prepared for the um, humidity for sure. Definitely. Or do you want to mention your other races? I seem like uh, I heard that you may have a breaking news on one of them. Ah, yeah. Um, so my other two races are going in order. would be January 1st, um, 2020. I started a New Year's Day ultra um, just to start off the year right, something small. It's always kept to 70 runners, and uh, it's held in Gamble Rogers State Park, which was a full circle moment for me because that's where uh, River to Sea was held for a few years until I could bring it back to its home last year, and um, that's where Jack's was originally held back in 2008. So I love that park. Uh, the rangers there and their crew are just amazing. So I wanted to bring a race there. So it's a seven-hour race. And seven hours being something you could drive into and drive out of the same day, New Year's Day, and also allow people to get their first ultra under their belt on a relatively non-technical one-mile loop. Uh, then Swamp is it usually roams with the full moon, March or February, and that's a 100K, 50K, 30K, and the Debbie 10K, which is a breast cancer fundraiser on the memory of my sister, Debbie. And this year, I've decided that instead of the race roaming with the full moon date of March or February, that I will give it a permanent um, home on the calendar. And that date is going to be the fourth Saturday in February. So this year, the swamp will be February 25th, which coincides with the birth date of my sister, which was February 24th. So I'm really excited about that so that her son... Won't have to guess when his mom's race is. He'll always know, you know, as long as I hold that race, that his mom's race is on that day. Hopefully, he'll always be there running. Last year, he was. uh, He started the 10K and then ran it with his cousin, Jack, my son. Um, And also just a nice way to commemorate her. When when we were younger, we always celebrated our birthdays together because mine was the 18th and hers was the following weekend. So we'd always have the celebration in the middle. (laughs) So this is a way I can still do that. Right. That's awesome. And that was an awesome moment to, when he came across that finish line, too. I was there. One of the highlights of my race directing career was that moment. So, yeah, um, I'm glad you were there for it. It was, wow, heart-bursting moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking about that 100K as a, as a challenge for myself. I know it's really hard, and there's a tight uh cut off but i like challenges scary challenges well the swamp 100k is a scary challenge there's not many people who have uh, completed it so um you know it does boast the most elevation for 50k or 100k in the state of florida um so it's it's a good one and that course is so beautiful i mean i always call jack's my favorite race because it's a memory of my brother, and it funds scholarship in his memory at the University of Georgia College of Veterinary Medicine. 
But my favorite course is the swamp. I love that course just because it's so challenging and difficult. And I love that we have that. And now I have it in my backyard. Do you have a website for your races that you do, or you just refer people to Ultra Sign Up? No, I have a website, which also includes my coaching. Um, so that's eastcoasttrailracing.com. Click on any of the tabs there, and it takes you to information about my coaching, um, or all the races are listed there, too. Well, that was a great segue there, uh, mentioning coaching. I will have to say that Dawn is my coach. She mentioned it earlier, so I'm kind of uh, slighted with my believing that she's the best out there. But we picked her to do the Coach's Corner this week, so why don't you just go ahead and go right into uh, giving us a a training tip. Okay. Well, uh, this is going to be something that uh, you will see now that I mention it. And um, honestly, I see it all the time and just – Starting a couple of years ago, I started putting it in my pre-race letter, information letter to the runners, because it never dawned on me that I needed to tell people this. But we run a lot of hot races in Florida, and it's really important that you wear appropriate clothing when you're running these races. That sounds funny, because a lot of people are like, what is she talking about? But I always see runners running in black in the summer in hot races and that is just increasing your heat stress to be doing so or any dark color so when you're running a summer race um, a good thing to do is actually to wear light colored and honestly especially like for river sea coming up so this is what made me think about this you know to wear a long sleeve um wicking type of shirt in a light color is more beneficial because you can wet that down and it'll cool, keep your skin cool and also keep you protected from the sun um versus even going without um a shirt which one of my athletes we won't name him but he'll know who i'm talking about just did and uh, he could tell you that once he put that shirt on because he was running without a shirt uh he felt a lot cooler so it does benefit you so that would be my coaching tip simple but very effective and honestly i just saw someone even at badwater who was crewing and pacing in a video running in black and <laughs> had a death wish that's all i had to say <laughs> yeah well that explains why i've seen you know i've watched practically every video they is of, of bad water. And uh, so that explains why I've seen a lot of those people with white long sleeve shirts. Yes, it absolutely helps it out there. I mean, the only time you really see people running without some kind of protection on is in the nighttime hours um, or when they're going up Whitney and it's getting a bit cooler. But other than that, you have to stay protected. Well, speaking of Badwater, I, I think we might want to mention that you're running that this year, right? Yes, I am. A couple of weeks away. Taper time now. Are you in the taper madness yet? I am. <laughs> I, I'm happy to be tapering because, honestly, the heat training is just so intense between my runs being outside in the heat and humidity of Florida and then my strength days going into the sauna. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm heat overloaded. I go to, I, I can't cool down. I'm, a, I'm like always hot. So uh, it'll be good though when I'm out there. The training will definitely come in handy. But I'm, I'm 
happy to be tapering off all that and just you know when you're ready you're ready so i'm ready to be out there running this race i've been in since 2020 so this is a deferred entry from then when it was canceled so i'm more than ready well i can't wait to follow you along and so uh last but not least you you gave the training tip now uh, and you mentioned your website so that's the best if people are interested in your coaching they would go to the website correct and there's a coaching tab there run natural coach is my coaching business and again just click on that logo and it'll take you to all that information and reach out to me with any questions and you take on all uh all types of runners from beginners up to people that are winning uh, races, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love I love helping people um, to experience ultra. So that's that's one of the things I think um, you know I enjoy the most about coaching is bringing people into our world. And once you know, once you go ultra, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Don, for coming on and giving us uh, the race previews and these an awesome tip. Uh, Hope you have a wonderful day, and I wish you the best of luck at Badwater. Thanks, Marty, and I can't wait to see you at River to Sea. Before we close out this episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Squirrels Nut Butter. I can honestly say that we made it through an hour and 20 minutes or so with zero chafing and zero blisters. But seriously, I've done races in both pouring rain and dry heat, and I don't believe there's a better product out there than Squirrel's Nut Butter from protecting you from chafing and blisters. Go to squirrelsnutbutter.com. I want to thank Dawn Lizenby and Hot Chocolate for being a part of our show and making their contribution to the ultra community. I will post their social media information in the show notes so you can follow along on their journey. Until next time, Run happy. And remember, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Miles with Marty Podcast and email Miles with Marty Podcast at gmail.com.